welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How was your week? Uh, first things first, thank you all so much for your incredibly kind messages. This week especially was like really uh, bountiful in the beautiful messages. Uh, seemed to get a lot of new listeners as well. So thank you very much for all of the support. To everybody who has donated to the Patreon and subscribed to the Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Thank you so much. I owe you. I won't forget it. I will deliver additional content. I will develop a second show. Actually, is it, is it time that I do a second show, like a weekly one, like a Wednesday sort of agony ant series where basically you send me in your like relationship problems or your personal problems or your parental problems and I then just like categorically disavow you, disembowel you. Good, good English, Mark. I think that could be fun. And I also feel like to everybody who subscribed to the Patreon, you bloody deserve it. To those of you who haven't subscribed to the Patreon, I hope you are written out of your parents' wills, okay? Also, like, I want the last thing to go through your head as you die. Oh, yeah, I should have should have donated to Mark's, you know, Mark's, Mark's bloody uh, Patreon account. Do you ever get that? I never really understand when people say that about, you know, unfortunately, people who have passed away, like, oh, you know, it's, um, yeah, like, I'm going to Corfu for the weekend, but, you know, it's what, it's what Nana would have wanted. Do you think so? Do you really think, okay, when your Nana was crossing the high street and a bus came hurtling down and bossed her in the face, that the last thing that went through her head was, do you know what? I bloody hope Rebecca makes it to Mykonos with the gals. Absolutely outrageous. Anyway, yeah, a second, it's like a weekly roast, a Wednesday roast, perhaps. Let's do it. And again, I got a, got a quite a few, got like so many messages, like, just got like, oh yeah, like all of those here just asking me where I got my dress last night. Actually, I just picked it up in this like insanely vintage store in Kenya, like, it's called Kenya, by the way. What is it with Irish people not knowing how to pronounce things? I actually know a guy who calls it Monaco. Monaco! Pronouncing it Monaco just goes to show me you're never going to get to Monaco. Monaco. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but sorry, for those of you who are asking me about the live shows, they're, they're, the tickets will be released soon, okay? It's probably going to be late April, early May. Uh, there's going to be two shows back-to-back, small, intimate shows. And by the way, remember... Let's not get too excited. You're literally going to be coming to watch a man have a panic attack on stage. Like, I get such bad stage fright, you wouldn't even realise. I was about about eight years ago, okay? I had the world at my feet, so I thought. Anyway, the, as the feet with those horrendous toenails, not saying much. But I got asked to, like, there was this gig on in the village on Wexford Street. And I got asked to like present it because it was about up and coming Irish bands. And I was like, yeah, absolutely no worries, mate. Didn't, didn't get nervous at all. The whole week building up, people were like, oh, how are you feeling about this? I was like, yeah, it's going to be an absolute laugh. It's going to be, going to be easy. Went up, got on stage. It was also being filmed. The camera guy was like, okay, Mark, and we're going to record now in three, one. I literally looked into the camera and said, oh my God, I'm going to shit myself and ran off stage to the laughter 
of the audience. And I literally ran out the back steps of the village, down along that alleyway, and onto Exeter Street. It was the most embarrassing. I still, I'm actually going crimson now, even thinking about it. So yeah, the live shows, let's not get too excited. But what I do have planned for the live shows, I'd like to hear your feedback and hear what you think we should do. I'm planning on sort of like a mix between my usual Sunday roasts, then like a sort of live roast of people in the crowd. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Not like an action, not like a, you know, verbally roasting, okay? But yeah, those tickets will be released. Excuse me. <clears throat> those tickets will be released onto the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Megan. I'll be announcing them on my Instagram at Megan Mark. So yes, thank you very much and good night. But now it is time for us to get down to brass tacks. Transition year, right? Transition year, or TY, as the substitute geography teacher from Carlo would probably call it. Transition year. Transition year for the listeners outside of Ireland. Transition year is a sort of gap year within the school system where you're 15 to 16 years of age, and it's the last year before you enter the leaving cert cycle, which is two years and the sort of most fundamentally important two years of your senior school experience. Suffice to say, it's supposed to be a a rounded year of culture. Uh, You explore your horizons, you you develop, you know, different aspects of your personality and explore new skills and maybe learn a language and everything. Entering transition year and expecting it to be productive is like entering a family member and expecting it to be seductive. The person who invented transition year was obviously a Buddhist who also had a penchant for Xanax. It made about as much sense as people recording themselves doing neck nominations or the fact that the Kaiser Chiefs once existed. Absolutely outrageous. Actually, do you remember those, the neck nominations? Lads getting their mums to fill in them in their kitchens on Tuesday evenings down in pints. It wasn't even for charity. Literally just for hilarity. Absolutely outrageous. Uh, first of all, James O, uh, same for the nomination. You absolute rat. Like, definitely getting you back for this in the porch here in the summer. Do you know what I mean? But uh, anyways, for my neck nomination, uh, I fully nominate Jonesy, uh, Baz and... <laughs> Georgia Saba, lol, you got 24 hours, boys? Uh, no, 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 I don't. I've got literally the rest of my life not to get involved in this biscuit-brained buffoonery. Transition year. Using transition year as a way to prepare you for the final most important two years of your school life is like using heroin as a way to prepare you for giving up crisps. These, These 12 months, oh, go and find yourself. Using these 12 months or 9 months to go and find yourself is the equivalent of using Google Maps to find Amelia Earhart. The most redundant year of your bloody life. One of my favourite things about transition year is that throughout the academic year, you're given the opportunity to maybe go and spend some time in Europe to learn Spanish or French or German. Or if you're that much of a bloody altruist, you might uh, go and do some charity work somewhere. 
I really like charity work, right? I really, if there's one thing I like, it's a bloody hefty plate of charity work, okay? But on the other hand, I just feel like there was a sort of certain type of person that seemed to do charity work when we were that age. And I don't I don't want to be too direct, but usually the person sounded something like, yeah, like I'm actually really excited. Like the charity, it like, really means a lot to me. Um, it's for the disillusioned dogs of ISIS. So we're just sort of trying to rehome them, get them back in their feet, you know, into sort of kennels that don't believe in I guess uh, you know killing the western world so it's a it's a charity that's close to my heart and obviously like you know my love for animals excuse me I literally I literally saw you kick a homeless person's rabbit off O'Connell Bridge two weeks ago what the hell is going on here and have have you noticed that about people that do this charity work they always seem to go somewhere which requires sun cream do you know what I mean? You never hear about them going to Siberia or Alaska or Leak Slip. It's always these places, these faraway places that, you know, I knew this. We knew this person. I mean, we didn't know this person. This person isn't real. It's fictional. Uh, but we know this person. Don't want to give away her name. We'll call her Susan X. No, no, that's way too obvious. We'll call her X Jones, right? But Susan went out to Haiti. She, she, she did this fundraiser first. This is the most outrageous thing about these sort of self-indulgent charity trips. They, they get you down to the local sports club, okay? And they do like a quiz night or like a horse racing night or like a white baller coxing night. I mean, a white baller coxing. Good, I'm having a stroke. White collar boxing night. But they're like, okay, so really hoping to raise like 30,000 to send me out there to do all this good. Well, can we not just... Can we not just give that to her? Can we not just raise the 30,000 and like revolute it to Syria? Why are we sending you out there? What is your knowledge of Syria? Like, you know what I mean? We know this one person who went out to Haiti, okay? Raised about 64 grand, went out to Haiti, got a selfie with Wyclef Jean, and then, went, and then flew back home two days later via New York for three weeks to buy bloody Abercrombie boxes in the M&M store. Absolutely outrageous. Where do these people get off? And have you ever noticed they only they only care about charities that are literally a million miles away from home? They they wouldn't give a damn about like homeless homelessness or any issues that face Irish people. No, no, no. I'm I'm off now to to deal with uh, obesity in um oh where uh, the Barbados. There's so many of obesity in Barbados, right, Dad? Yeah, obesity in Barbados. It it really means a lot to me. It's like. You're, you're absolute, per- you're sickos. You're really, really sickos. I think you're worse than people who don't even do charity because you're doing it for your own good. They're the sort of people that whenever they're writing a eulogy about somebody that died, okay, they make it all about themselves. You know the types, they'll always begin it with like, they'll put up a big Facebook status or a tweet and they'll say something like, you know, Jezo was only saying to me last week how good a friend I am to him and how much I meant to him and that, of all people, I was the one that made him laugh the most. You're absolute deviance. Like, you, you disgust me. I actually know one person, by the way, who checked in at a funeral on Facebook. That, for me, should be like, you lose the license to the internet and to live. Ridiculous carry-on. The great thing about transition year, transition year is you get access to like experience lots of different sort of extracurricular activities that you wouldn't usually be exposed to, sort of fucking unicycle lessons or um, wellness. 
I mean, we had one, we, we got access to self-defense classes, right? Do you ever get what self-defense classes like? I remember for us, it's ironic that the self-defense classes were taught by probably the only person you'd actually need to defend yourself from. You know, we had this guy and he comes in and he spent the whole first lesson just telling us all his war stories, you know. One time I was walking down this dark alley at night. Uh, okay, just excuse me one second. Why were you, what were you, what were you doing? What were you doing walking down a dark alley at night? Why are, you know what I mean? What are you doing there in the first place? I don't, I don't understand. Like, and the, you know, they're all about respect and you know, it's all about your chi and you don't actually access the power until you need to, okay? Now, for instance, these things are called nunchucks, right? They are only supposed to be used responsibly. What is the, f- what? What is the fucking responsible way to use nunchucks? There is literally no other use for these things other than to mangle and to maim people's faces. You don't bring a pair of nunchucks out to an early bird in your local and then back to yours, followed by doing the crossword in the morning whilst flirtatiously arguing over who makes breakfast. I literally just want to learn how not to get beaten up on a night out. That's all I need to know, okay? I don't need to, like, learn how to touch somebody with a sort of three-fingered prong in their pulse spot and then stand over them and watch the life leave their eyes, okay? Also, you were literally teaching us a wellness class last week. What are you talking about? Use these nunchucks responsibly. You don't butter bread with a fucking samurai sword, do you, Derek? No, you absolutely do not. Now... What is the first rule? Here, as I like to call, are the Taekwondo's and the Taekwondo's of the martial arts. Do you know what I mean? Okay? Always approach a man from behind. Wait, hold on, hold on a second here. This, this is self-defense, right? If this is self-defense, why are we approaching the man from behind? Right there. Do you want to come up, Megan, off and onto one of these mats and I'll demonstrate on you? No. No. Don't get aggressive. Why are you teaching this class? This is absolutely outrageous, carry on. I'll see you at the unicycle class in two weeks. Cheers. One of the most outrageous things that experience, that I experienced in my fourth year and transition year, and probably one of the most outrageous things I've ever experienced was our class had the opportunity, because we were studying history, to go to Poland. Okay? Brilliant. Super interesting. Very disturbing, obviously, because we were doing all the World War II stuff, but, you know, it was a, it was a fascinating insight and the first sort of face-to-face uh, any any of us had had with you know the Holocaust, and we went over to Poland. Now the teacher that arranged this, I will still have huge reservations with. If I ever see this man in the street, I cross the bloody street. That's how fucking angry I am, right? But we went over, and you think, okay, a historical trip, probably going to be upsetting, probably going to be hard, but worthwhile, and you know gives you context on one of the worst events in the history of mankind so the trip should go okay shouldn't it what could go wrong um we get attacked oh yeah that 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 would probably be pretty bad wouldn't it no no yeah no seriously if if all 30 students and the four teachers all got attacked that'd be pretty bad wouldn't it yeah it would be bad but what would happen if we all got attacked who would we blame it on would we blame it all on you know the whole group including the teachers for starting this incident no 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 no. look at the little fat boy at the back of the bus mark bloody megan let's pin it all on him we need a scapegoat yeah this is the biggest miscarriage of justice since tom robinson in in to kill a mockingbird absolutely outrageous i needed an atticus finch 
So to give you the story of what happened, okay, the teacher that had booked this trip for us was a complete buffoon. And he had booked this, it wasn't a hotel. It was this industrial grey cylinder block on the outskirts of Krakow in an industrial state, okay? And for sort of light entertainment, he had booked us this uh, ice skating evening, okay? Because we're all classic fucking ice skaters, aren't we? No. And he booked us this ice skating evening in this slum in Krakow, okay? I didn't go ice skating because I thought... I'm not interested. Me and three other kids didn't go ice skating. So we were up in the rafters watching our class go ice skating. We were the only people on the rink, okay? Because this was like an ice hockey uh, sort of arena. And we were the only people on the rink. Then this guy came on with his girlfriend. And they were ridiculously good at ice skating. Bear in mind, we're like 15. They were ridiculously good at ice skating. Zooming, slooping, swimming, icing, spicing, all the rest, okay? Like those lads used to see at 7-Up and Ice and the RDS. You know the ones. You know the types. The Roddy Doily, Spoily, whatever. But we're all ice skating, okay? And then, I don't know what happens, but basically my teacher fell down on the ice and the guy sort of did that thing where he like like swooped up beside him and slopped, like put his ice into... Why can't I talk? Put his ice in... Put his... uh, Good fucking God. He like skated so that the ice went into my teacher's face, okay? And I still remember to this day that my teacher did a slow clap at the guy and said, well done, you effing wanker, in that really sort of cringy Carlo substitute teacher way. Well done, you effing wanker. And that was sort of then open season for all of us to take the piss a little bit. So we were up in the rafters, me with the other two teachers and the other two students, and we started going, goober. Which isn't even a word. Goober. Doesn't even make... You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. And we were just taking the piss out of this guy with his girlfriend a little bit. Fast forward 20 minutes. We leave the rink. As we're leaving, lads are sort of coming out and we're all just getting ready to walk down this ridiculously long, dark alleyway to the bus. Where incidentally, I saw that guy that taught us self-defense a few weeks ago. But we're all getting ready. And then as we're getting ready, a group of like... 25 thugs walk into this like car park in front of the rink and they're all wearing like you know you're in trouble when they're all wearing like those early like rock aware like wu-tang sort of like baseball jackets the type of like really like 90s like fucking proper gangster jackets and they all start like heckling us and then i remember one of the teachers like right lads these fellas are looking for a bit of grief so just keep the heads down and make your way towards the bus and then we're all walking towards the bus, okay? Two teachers at the front, two teachers at the back. Next thing you know, you just hear, run from our ever responsible teacher. Just run, like mayhem, panic. Everybody, everybody panic quickly. And we all start sprinting. Next thing, boof, boof, boof. We all just get digged in the back of the head. Like these guys just basically ran through 30 children and were just digging us all in the back of the head. Absolutely terrifying. Went back to that fucking hotel. Everything was fine for the night. Then all of the mums started getting, started getting, like, notice of it. Because, you know, a couple of little nerds. Oh, we're beating up in Poland. You know, texting home. And they were obviously then calling the school, who were then calling the teachers. Suffice to say, the next morning at breakfast, Mark Megan, step outside, please. Okay. Can I just finish my goulash first, please? No? No, no. Straight out. This is all because of you. This started because of you. Blah, 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 blah. They dragged me through the fucking dirt. They sullied my reputation and I was suspended from school. Absolutely outrageous. But yeah, not the greatest trip of all time.
there comes a time in every transition year when all else fails and the students are on their knees. What? What do we do? A musical. A musical. Let's do a musical. Me, personally, I've never understood musicals. I just don't like them. I don't like I like going to the theatre. I like seeing a play. Show me a story. Build a narrative. But musicals? Absolute dog shit. Like, I just hate the way they can't have a normal conversation. Uh, Barry, you, you heading to the shops there? You wouldn't get me some milk, would you? Shall I get a bit of sugar for my love? No, no, sorry, what? Literally... Are you going to the shops? Will I walk? Will I dance? Will I take a little... No, no, honestly, you're about to get the hoover to the head because what the hell are you talking about? If you're going down to the spa, pick us up some milk and I don't know, will you check the fridge if we need eggs as well? You pervert, okay? But yeah, musicals. We did a musical. We did a musical with the girls' school from down the road. First and foremost, the only way to cause mass hysteria that is similar to Salem, okay... You know, the Salem Witch Trials, the Crucible, Johnny Proctor. The only way to cause that concentrated hysteria in the exact same way is to bring females into an all-boys school. There's only one more thing that you could do which would cause the same levels of mass, mass panic is whenever a dog would escape in the yard. Do you remember that? It was the only time that your teachers actually let you just run amok. You'd be in the class and all of a sudden somebody would look out, dog! There's a dog in the yard. There's a dog in the yard. As if we'd never seen a dog before in our lives. And I also love the fact that the dog then would literally... This is the best day of the dog's life, okay? He's never been happier because you literally have all these boys. If that tail wagged any faster, he'd be arrested for indecent exposure. Like, the happiest thing ever. Actually, my old dog, my poor little dog, rest in peace, Daisy. One of the funniest stories ever about him is one day my dad is in the office... And he got a call from uh, like a schoolboy in Blackrock College to say that they'd found our dog on the back pitches of uh, Blackrock College. And all like the schoolboys were on their lunch and they're all like playing with them, whatever. And my dad's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So he leaves the office, drives out to Blackrock College and comes up onto the back pitches and he starts calling my dog's name, okay? and my dog starts running towards my dad and then all the kids all the kids are like cheering at my dog and my dad <laughs> my dad is furious the dog takes one look at my dad looks back at the boys and just sort of goes ah fuck it and he runs <laughs> and he runs towards the lads even though he knows his arse is going to be raw that night i just love that short-term gratification of dogs Anyway, speaking of dogs, we did our uh, musical with Muckras, okay? Outrageous. No, but we did, we did our musical with Muckras. And honestly, trying to get 14 or 15 or 16-year-old boys and girls to take a musical serious, it's just not going to happen, by the way. It's just not going to happen. Like, for our, for our uh, musical, I think it was uh, The Pirates of Penzance, okay? And the director had, like, in fairness to her, she had such a brilliant vision, okay? And she was envisioning this, like, really sort of brilliant and dramatic and huge, verbose performance from all of these kids. And I remember she was auditioning for the line of the, the, the king, I guess. And it was, for I am a pirate king. And it is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. And the guy that they actually got to be the Pirate King was so bad, it was like, uh, yeah, so I've been working there now uh, as a Pirate King there. 
Well, I did the fast course in Puyerton there, which was grand, actually. Got a few bob out of that. And then now I'm do- still doing a, bit, doing a bit of Puyerton, you know? Doing a bit of Puyerton, yeah. Hoping to go to Ibiza with the, like, we'll be there with the lads in July. Like, it was the, it's the most shambolic display. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Roast. I really appreciate all of the support. It means the genuine world to me. I know it sounds like I'm being facetious and I'm constantly being complacent and being reckless with your support and love, but I am not. It really makes such a huge amount of difference to me and my well-being. So thank you. I owe you the world. Please subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Megan Mark. I mean, no, forward slash Mark Megan, damn. Uh, Also, follow me on Instagram, at Megan Mark, and I look forward to seeing you at the live shows. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Be kind to each other. All the best. Take care.